Sorry, Beta. Hi, guys. Another episode of the Your Bridges podcast. Um, again, you're listening to myself, Chi. And today we have Luke H. Luke H, you want to say hi to the people? Hello, hello. And we have Hamayan, all the way from Malta. Again, not studying. But it's been a few weeks, so let's applaud him for actually dedicating some time. So. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know where we want to start. I don't know if you want to talk about this whole what you were saying before when you couldn't get any, um, you can't get your certificate for your vaccine despite <laughs> the fact that you've. Yeah, I could talk about that. <laughs> There's just international problems. Yeah, That's but this issue. is. But this is the thing. I was thinking about this the other day. And I'm just like, like, one of the things I think people need to understand with this whole COVID-19, we're never going to get to a point where we can do everything exactly the way we're supposed to do it until the world gets to a point of like high vaccination as well. What the, like yeah, but the pro the problem that I was having, you know, all yeah. all of the other issues, and I, like that, that that's like a whole different thing. But my one seems like the the bureaucratic sort of side of things, which is very annoying. For example, the issue that I'm having is the certain certificates not being no certain certificates not being given uh, to certain people because they got the vaccine in a different place. So, for example. Uh, my, my one is very weird. My situation is very weird. But my sister's one, that's, the, uh, was it? that's a, sl- a slightly more reasonable one. But even that, even she's not getting it. And she's simply not getting it because she had one dose in England and one dose in Germany. And the Germans won't give it to her because her first one was in England. And England won't give it to her because her second one was in Germany. But so she's got the doses. Each other. Exactly. So it's just they're not accepting each other's... I mean, what, at this why point, would Germany just... do it though? Like, I don't understand. Like, they can see it's from the UK initially. But they yeah. just gave it the dose, knowing that it's not going to be useful, essentially, in the sense of in documentation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they had no plan, right? I think nobody had the plan with certificates. Certificates sounds like such an odd thing. Malta, for example, they. Um, Okay, I'm not sure which way it is, but one or what, uh, either they weren't accepting the paper certificates or the certificates on the app. But one of those they weren't accepting from England. They just totally said no. Nope, what I don't understand. Sorry, go on. Yeah, Yeah, no, I was just going to say, what I don't understand with your sister's one, why didn't she just do both in England? Why did she have to, uh, did she have to go to Germany in between? No, no, but she lives in Germany, right? She lives in Germany. But in okay. Germ- Germany, it was taking ages for her to get the vaccine. Mm. And in England, because she's, uh, she's married uh, was it, uh, to somebody living in Germany, but she still holds a British passport. So she, could still, so she, she was keeping an eye on, okay, if England gives it to me first, I'll go there. If Germany gives it to me first, I'll go there. Turns out England was doing it first, still quicker. So she went there and got her first dose. But then the second dose, 
Germany, you know, all of these countries, they accelerated their programs and they were like random opportunities. So my sister got one of those and managed to get the second dose. At, at this point, they hadn't told her that she wouldn't be able to get it because the idea of certificates wasn't really told to people at that point. So nobody was even looking at that, yeah. like thinking, oh, how would that work out? At that point, it was just just get the two doses, be vaccinated, be safe. But now she just can't get a can't get a certificate and you can't do anything without the certificate. That's the annoying thing. So so in terms of her traveling from Germany to England, yeah, yeah. she still has to take a test to prove that she's not got it. Yeah, yeah. She had to be calling to, uh, when she so came she to England. Got... Yeah, yeah, because she hasn't got the certificate. When she came to England, she had to be quarantined for the first five days, and then she did the whole quick release thing. That's stupid. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. They keep whenever we call them, even even the people that are working there. When we talk to them, they're like, "Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense." But at the moment, there's nothing in place, and these rules are changing all the time. So you know keep calling us and maybe at, at some later date we'll be able to tell you how you can get your certificate now but at the moment nobody's accepting each other's doses or certificates and stuff like that and you know it's all a bit of a mess oh. uh, you know the, as the person you can't do anything you're stuck like i've told you about my sister now my one my one's even weirder my one is because we've had brexit I had to get a residence card in Malta, oh. but because Brexit was happening and there's a bunch of Brits here, so they've got loads and loads of applications to be able to get through. So they literally told me at the, at the place, they were just like, it's going to take you about four to five months to get your residence card. At that point, I was just like, okay, fine. You know, there, there was no news about the uh, certificates here. So I was like, yeah, okay, fine. That's, uh, that's all right. I can wait here. Then the certificates come, and the certificate requires you to have that ID card. And now I'm just screwed. I have to wait for like four to five months, and I just four can't do anything. It's actually it's, insane. It's so long. It's so long. But I just have to wait till some rule change. I think the rules will probably change before my residence card comes, to be honest. And mm. Hopefully I can get my certificate. But... It's, it's, I, don't, I don't like the fact that Europe, all of these European countries aren't trusting each other. I mean, I know we left, or is it Europe? Well, we left them like six months ago. What do they think we did with the doses? Like, what kind of a different country are we that they can't <laughs> even trust our doses or our certificates? It's just dumb. Yeah. And I think it's just bureaucracy. I, I think it's literally the government's probably waiting to get little things out of each other when they're trying to discuss how they're going to accept each other's certificates. And try to score points on each other in it. Yeah, like pretty much, pretty much. It's really it's annoying. Mental. It seems crazy, but I said earlier, it's the most humane thing that could happen. So, <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah. I mean, I, I did, I did just accept it in the country you're living in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I fully accepted it as well. So when that happened, uh, yep, that sounds about right. That sounds like the kind of thing that should happen. Uh, that's mental. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, once you get a civic, because are you planning? So you can't come back to the UK, basically. If I come back to the UK, uh, uh, coming back to the UK isn't a problem. Coming back to Malta from the UK, I'll have to quarantine for two weeks. And you know, I'd like go to uni and stuff like that, so I wouldn't be able to do that. 
So you'd have to stay put, basically. So basically, mm-hmm. this is just forcing you to stay and finish your studies. <laughs> Everyone wants to make yeah. study that much. They've changed. Yeah. Exactly, they've chained me to fate. To be honest, in all honesty, I probably wouldn't have come back for that long anyway. But it would have been nice to go to England, especially when the weather over here, the weather got so stupid hot. Like, you don't understand how hot it was. It was just insane. And I, if I could have just snuck into England for those couple of weeks, I would have been all right. Instead, I had to sit here just melting away with the AC on and still not being happy. Ugh. I'm painting quite a bleak picture here, to be fair. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm doing this to myself, but it's fine. Talking about not being happy. Um Premier League. <laughs> I mean I I've already had my cathartic talk with my brother regarding it and how we feel about it. I mm-hmm. think the the issue with I think the issue at hand is I just didn't like the fact that one, I could watch it for free because it was on Sky One. But it's the fact that I watched it knowing that this performance can go very left. No. And it did. Yeah, it was the result wasn't a surprise at all to anyone watching, I think. Which is which is the worst worst thing about it. It's this is a newly promoted team. You're you're at their ground. It's the yeah. new ground for them, so they're gonna be buzzing. And yeah, you just yeah, you just came into it and just got you know because they could have scored another two goals. It yeah, no, like, we were horrifying. We were you guys, ben White got bullied so hard. That's the sad thing about it for tonight. him. Yeah, they... but I think I think the thing that killed it for me was he wasn't the one I was worried about. I was worried about Pablo Mari and you know it's not like he did fantastic either no, no, like, no, there yeah. was one skill that Embuemo did on him where he cut back onto his left and went straight back to his right and it was the way he left him it was almost it was I wouldn't even expect Mertesacker to get turned that badly <laughs> yeah I haven't seen anything from Pablo Mari in all his performances that suggests he's yeah better than what you had before and, kind of thing. I know, but no, Mar- I know. to be fair, Mari's not our centre back, though, right? I mean, our first choice centre back. It's Gabriel, so he's more of a squad player, I would say. Mari. Yeah, but if we're, I think, I think the reason why I was more annoyed was, I think people were saying before we've got like Ben White, he's quite mm-hmm. small for centre back, like because mm-hmm. I think he's what he's five eleven. Yeah, I don't know exactly, but yeah, no, he's not. And he's I not think bigger. the thing. Yeah, and I think what they were, what they wanted to do was they were probably hoping that Tony was going to be up front on his own, so that Mari's going to go for the headers, and then Ben White will clean up uh-huh. anyone coming in for pace. But they literally stuck two on them and said, "Right, you have to deal with the two you don't you least like to deal with, and see how you do." Yeah, and yeah, it just exposed us horribly. But um, I think you've um, become quite easy to play against in that sense because. They're not going to dominate. I you think yet. if or, you know, you're, no, you, it's, it's always been a famous Arsenal thing where you don't like being put under pressure, essentially. And like, no, they pressed us well, but yeah. I don't think. I think, like for example, obviously the next games is you lot, is Chelsea, and that's going to be at the Emirates. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the game that will probably do better than than the City game the following week. Just because I think, as much as I think Lukaku 
is obviously going to dominate in the air. I feel like if Arteta swallows his pride and says, look, we know they're going to play three at the back. I'm going to match them. Because we knew that's what Brentford were going to do, but I think he didn't respect it enough to go to three mm-hmm. at the back. So I think if he matched Brentford's three, everyone would have been like, already you're going defensive against a newly mm. promoted team. Yeah. But, you know, needs must. And I think you've lost your number one and number two striker within hours yeah. of the kickoff. You don't, like, most of you, your best attacking player has just come back. Yeah. And you had to bring him off the bench, and it's not like I was expecting him to do too much. Yeah. You know, you've got a, you've literally got an, I think, I think, um, Balogun's nineteen as well. But yeah, he's making his debut, mm-hmm. and it just, yeah, it just, it just looked a mess. And I think, I think attacking wise, you could tell that a lot of those players was like a deer in headlights moment. Like, like oh my gosh, this is we're actually. We've actually got to score to now because they've they've scored a goal that we weren't expecting them to score. Yeah, yeah. and you know, it's just, just I think there's like I don't expect him to get sacked before this season finishes, but I think I think we're all pretty much in agreement that you know if if he doesn't finish in the top six, he's probably got. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, if he doesn't get into the top six, he he can't stay. And uh, he, even I have to admit, like, you have to get us somewhere. Like, it's just because even the style of football. You know, last season we were sort of like playing more defensively. We didn't play very well, but we were playing defensive, and I thought that we could. And we see... had a good defensive record. Yeah, yeah, we had a good defensive record. But that's what I could. I felt like I could see in Arteta. I was like, okay, so this is how we're going to kind of play. He's going to focus on the defense. That's a, that's how it's going to be. But then against Brentford, to see the one thing that I was looking at Arteta, he wasn't. You know, defense isn't perfect at all by any little shot, but. That's the one thing that kept getting mentioned with us. That's what he's working on. We're going to make it the defence better. And then to cool. see it being ripped by Brentford. So a team that's just come up. It was just so... Like, it's the first game of the season. It's just so demoralising as, as an Arsenal fan to see that happen. The attack, we should have... You know, our attack should have been better. And we should have still should have done so much better than what we did, we're even without Lacazette and Aubameyang. I know they kind of got sick quite late, so maybe you can argue that, you know, Arteta didn't lost two of his big attacking players, so that's why he got screwed over, he had to change, um, blah, 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 and that's why he made mistakes there. No. At least the defence, man. The defence no, I... shouldn't have got turned so easy, and Ben White just... Oh, yeah, but I, I... I think for me, uh, I think this is what some some people have noticed as well and I think I've now finally clocked on we've never actually been good at attacking under our tail like, at all no no we've no. just been really lucky with having an absolutely amazing see two seasons from Aubameyang yeah where he just was fit like he was making and finishing chances that yeah. he really didn't have any right to finish and I think you can see in the pattern of play like what he wants to do is so predictable, it's unreal. Yeah. Like he gets the ball, we try and pass it out, we then try and get Tierney into space and we cross the ball. That's all we do. 
Yeah. If you can, if you can stop Tierney's crosses, you stop our attacks. Yeah, yeah. I remember there, there was that interview last year where he was like, well, we put in a lot of crosses. Like he was using it as like a, a way yeah, to like defend was, himself. Yeah, like, saying that that was, you know, that is indication just, of us creating chances. And yeah. I was like, no, 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 it's not. That's so a, that, yeah, so I think that's always going to be a worry with him. But I think essentially what, I think the reason why I'm more annoyed with the Ben White situation is Okay, Ben White's come in, obviously a big player. I'm not saying he's going to be a horrible £50 million spend. I don't mm. know. It's one game. Yeah, exactly. But you you got... I'm going to say got rid, but I'm hoping not. You've got rid of Saliba. Mm. Now, Saliba's not slow from what I've seen. Yeah. And he's six foot four. So yeah. Those headers that Tony's supposedly dominating Ben White for it's not gonna happen with Salib. Yeah. So you've you you could have solved that situation in house, but you didn't because you wanted a guy that could pass the ball like David Luiz. That's yeah. Saliba push for through his his loan, supposedly, right? Mm-hmm. Saliba pushed through his loan, didn't he? No, so they said to him, We don't think you're ready for the Premier League. We want you to stay in the Premier League, but just not with us. So he's like, well, if I'm going on loan, I want to go back to France. So he didn't Mm -hmm. push through to say, I want to go on loan. He was just pushing through to say, I'm not staying in England. I read he pushed to stay in, like he pushed for the loan to stay in France because of like family issues. Um, Apparently he wanted him, but he just, he didn't want to come yet. No, I don't, that's not, that's not how I heard it reported. I heard that he was always going to go on loan because Arteta still thought he needed that, but we wanted him to stay. Yeah. That's such differing. That, that's you know that's the problem with this whole silly big thing as well we that we just sure don't know what the issue is. We were thinking like either it's a family thing, either he just doesn't like Arteta, yeah, he doesn't just, like Arsenal. Like what is I this mean, situation? I mean, from the interview, mm-hmm. he's basically trying. I think he. He sounds like he's got a problem with Arteta and he's not hiding it. Like, from when he said, how can Arsenal be finishing eighth? Yeah. If that's not a dig at Arteta, I don't know who is. Yeah. It was just very unusual to hear and see that. I mean, it's true, but you yeah. just, you know, you know you, you're still owned by the club. Like, yeah. there's certain things you don't say. And I can tell that Arteta's one of those guys where if you disrespect him, if you don't apologise, he's going to push yeah, out the exactly. door. Hence why Guendouzi's now gone. Yeah. And probably that's the reason why he pushed to go Marseille because mm-hmm. he's Guendouzi's going to be there. And he's going <laughs> both of them can cast yeah, Arteta. But you know, so that, that's the other thing that confuses me as well. So he had Guendouzi, he didn't like, he shifted him out. Saliba, if he doesn't like him, why is he not just selling him? What is he doing? Well, I think the club kind of said to him, they're like, well, you could sell him. But you see that guy over at Leicester that's nearly finished in the top four, that Wesley Fofana dude? That's his <laughs> teammate who's just a year younger than him and he's killing it in the Premier League. So yeah. either you need to tell us why you can't get him to do that or we need to find a solution because we're not getting rid. Because I think that's yeah. what they're worried about. We sell him, he ends up playing amazing, he goes somewhere else for like triple 
for what we paid for him, and we look yeah. like we have another Gnabry like situation, oh, which well. I think they don't. Yeah, no, we definitely don't want that. That's that's the but issue. I think that's what, but I think that's the reason why we're signing up all these young players. And I think one of the things that I think a lot of fans outside of Arsenal, I'm pretty sure Luke will attest to this, is I think we guess up our youth way too much. <laughs> I think games like Brentford kind of showed it where, you know, I'm not, I'm not, because obviously Chelsea like smashed. Did you play against Crystal Palace? Yeah. And mm-hmm. Trevor Chaloba looked like he's never, he's played like at least 30, 40 games in the Premier League. Like I've never mm-hmm. seen a club more comfortable with their youth coming into a game than Chelsea. Like they never seems, there never seems to be that moment where you think, oh, he's too young for this. He shouldn't be playing. But I think with mm-hmm. Arsenal, we we're too quick to say that when other when other teams are able to put their youth in, but do it in a way that if they have to push them in tomorrow, they can do it because they've prepared mm-hmm. for it. There's there's a bit of like there's a bit of there's a bit of a plan and a setup, even if the manager mm-hmm. changes. Like obviously I think it's accelerated since the likes of Frank Lampard's come in, but mm-hmm. I just don't see other clubs having the problems with their youth the way we do. Yeah, no, the, the difference between Chelsea and Arsenal, I honestly think, is that with, with the Ch- Chelsea youth, there's a lot of them and they compete and they're not going to get chances as regularly as you get at Arsenal. But at Arsenal, the only reason the youth get examples, uh, they get chances, are because we don't have players. Like, genuinely, no, I think, we don't have players. No, That's why I think Isak and Smith Rowe are. They're really, no, really good. He, f- he fell into those two. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he yeah. didn't no, want to I mean. play. He didn't want like he was playing Saka a bit, but he wasn't. Yeah. He was forced. Like I think the reason why he had to play them is because Willian was so bad. Yeah, yeah. That him and Pepe were so bad. Otherwise, yeah. them two, like Smith Rowe's not coming into the team if Willian actually plays half decent. decent. Yeah, not no, even he has yeah half decent. That, that that's what I mean though. That for Arsenal youth, it's it's not that much of a competition. It's sort of like you're just going to get into the first team at some point. You'll get your chance. Whereas if Chelsea, you generally don't know if you're going to get that chance. So when they get that chance, they try to take it with both hands. They and they think it's going to be their last. So the hunger is more in the Chelsea youth compared to Arsenal youth. I agree. There's that winning mentality because obviously our youth teams typically winning things, you know, in recent years. But mm-hmm. we also got a lot of our youth players, especially this season, who have left to get those first team opportunities. Like Southampton, yeah. like three of them, one's on loan in Brea, but they took uh, a couple of our youngsters. Leeds did. Um, obviously, we've seen uh, Gerhi go to Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of the Arsenal one, because you do have youth players like Willock was your top scoring midfielder even before he went to Newcastle. Yeah. Got rid of him still. Alone. Um you got people like Nelson, Maitland Niles, those people are always just in and around your squad. Just I don't think he trusts them. Yeah. But sometimes like I think last season I was just saying, just play your youngsters. Like they're better than what William's showing. Yeah, and faith. I think we and the, all and the fans are more forgiving as well though. Fans are always more forgiving for a youth player than William, for example, someone who's been bought in, <laughs> just seen going there for the money. 
Mm. Yeah, but I think the issue, but then the issue comes into you don't want the youth players to get to a point where they're trying to do senior players like responsibilities. So, for yeah. example, sometimes they need that though. Like you've seen what Mount and James do. Yeah, but I think Mount, it, like, it's ah, oh, can we bring Mount on? I know he's he's not young, young, and he's not like nineteen, but. Sure, yeah, but you player, see what he's, he's what, essential at this point. Yeah, no, but what you did quite well, and I think what we're still struggling with is the players we send out on loan in England are never mm. players that we're going to actually play. So the players mm. I've seen us get go so far is um, I think Daniel Ballard's gone on loan. Um, I think John Jules has gone. Or Sai Tortu is going on as well. All gone to England, all gone to teams in the championship or thereabouts. But no mm-hmm. one that you would think, oh, you know, if they have a really good season and maybe push for promotion like a mountain did, they might get yeah. back into the team. And, you know, they're, they're looked at as that one of the jewels of the first team. Mm-hmm. I think that's the difference. And I think... One of the things I've noticed is I think Per Matasaka is trying to put that in place, but it was just never, it was never a thing. Not really. It was like, if you're good enough, you kind of play like a main saying. Mm. And we have, we, we, when we do you have play. that as well, though. We, we, it's, we have two sides. So we loan out a hundred players a season. And most yeah. of them won't make it. Also, they're not afraid to send them to the English clubs. Like I said, like Gallagher. So who's at West Brom and now he's just gone to Palace again to get that. And he's someone that I don't think is ever going to play for you. I think he's think a he good would, player. He's a really good player. I, I wouldn't say this season, mm-hmm. but again, the chances aren't there. Don't no, I don't, I don't know. Do but then that's what I'm saying. You, what I think the difference, and this is kind of what Hermione was saying as well, is the difference of the mentality. So, for example, a Maitland Niles is not going to respect not playing because he thinks he's better than Mohamed Oneni. Yeah. I don't necessarily, I think you're around the same levels, but I think think that's what his point is if i'm the same levels as him why am i not playing because he's not it's not like you're saying oh you know i've got one of the top midfielders ahead of me and the team's doing well if the team's not doing well shouldn't i be an option off the bench and i think that's where arteta is falling down because Mm. i think he's very set in the way he sees football or the way he he sees us play football so there's players that he will never he will never agree to the way. So, for example, a Reese Nelson, like for me, yeah, when Reese Nelson was coming through, I've never been. I and you know me. Was the I don't guess up our youth. He was the one because I don't like for. to because huh? <laughs> the one that Arsenal fans were hoping for, isn't it? He's generally mm. the player that I was like when I saw him come in. His flair and his confidence. I was mm. like, this is what we've wanted for a long time from our youth. Someone that genuinely you could go, if we're playing well, he's still a player that I'd expect to play or come off the bench. Mm. And then mm-hmm. for some reason under Arteta, he's he's drilled into him that he's got to be some auxiliary right back when we play. And also when he attacks, he can only attack by putting in crosses. Like there doesn't seem to be that imagination of, you know, how a Pepe Short, sort of still tries to play like then mm-hmm. like there's ne- there never seems to be a let someone do something off the cuff on the ball and see yeah. if you can create a chance like it always seems to be so regimented to a point that 
it doesn't make sense because at least when if he's trying to be Pep Guardiola, at least what Henri trying to kind of explained with Pep, which was different, was he just needed you to get to this section. Once you got to yeah. that section, anything you did was on you because he trusted you to do what got you to this point in the first place as a top player. Yeah. Um, no, even even Fergie used to say that, right? He, he used to say that he used to coach the team, manage the team so that they could get to the final third. And in the final third, they had the freedom to do what they wanted to do. That's how good teams work. You, you manage that bit and then you expect your players to be inventive. Yeah, and- but that's what I mean. I think he's trying to coach them on how to score goals. And yeah. I'm just like, no, that's not, no. That's I don't think that's how it should be. But yeah, anyway, um, I think enough about how bad we are. I think, to be <laughs> honest, Brentford, Brentford look good. I don't necessarily think they're going to do this to everyone, but I thought coming good. up, they're a good team. Yeah, I don't know where they're going to finish. I'm hoping they'll stay up, but yeah, no, it was a good win for them, and I'm I'm happy for them. The manager's a bit weird, though, man. The, the manager's called oh, about when we're going to be in Brentford. It's going to be like when England were against Italy or whatever can, the hell. I can it was. tell you, I can tell you right now, he's going to annoy me just as much as Klopp does. Whenever we we go to Anfield, you can see he's one of them guys. Is that? Oh yeah, the fans weren't really up for it. So that's why the team was down. It's like no, boss. You just need to stop pandering to the cameras because you know when the camera is there because you come out and say, "Yeah, come on, Gad." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, hate, I hate I hate the rah rah managers. I hate them so much. <laughs> well, I generally feel like I just have to love there. Yeah, this is yeah. a Friday result speaking. <laughs> no, no, no. I feel this with Klopp as well. I've said this with Klopp before, and I think we've spoken about this off off air. That I genuinely feel like these rara managers are the managers that will make you feel like it's always your fault if the team doesn't do well. Uh-huh. And they make me well, sick. Klopp has a range of excuses, so. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I know. We, but to be fair, I can't even get at him because you know the results speak for themselves. Yeah, it works. Yeah, it works. Exactly. But, um, yeah, no, going going back, I guess, I guess we have to talk about the Chelsea result. If you want to, not really much to say, <laughs> but I mean, no, it, was, it was a good, it was a good game. I mean, you know, you know how I think about Crystal Palace. We spoke about the length last week, so I'm just glad we, we smashed them. Uh, yeah, hopefully yeah, no, in. I was just. Yeah, go on. I'd say because obviously Werner's still Werner. Obviously, that was the, the secret <laughs> hope that he would uh, improve. But yeah, some of his his finishing and touches, I like, how are you, fifty million pound player? And why have we fallen for it? But maybe the big man. I mean, compliment him. But... <laughs> so like, yeah, like how you fallen yeah. for it? <laughs> he did it in the Premier is... League, don't it? <laughs> yeah, this is this is one of the things that I. Um... And this is what I think I was saying to um, Michael as well. I generally don't understand why you lot are always trying to shift Marcus Alonso. Like he always <laughs> yeah. seems to you get know, you know, what, I was a vital goal. Yeah, do you know why? Well, now at the moment. Because defensively, he's he's not good. Like He's actually not good defensively. Even in the Palace, he got caught a couple of times. But going forward, he's, he's solid. There's like, very few of any better backs but also Ben Chilwell 50 million pound I think he's like in the top three ages like earner, top earners as well so you can't really not play Ben Chilwell ultimately 
Mm-hmm. And apparently Inter Milan wanted Alonso and Emerson. And I think uh, and Tuchel seems to really like Emerson. Even if he doesn't mm. play him a lot. He, like, he, he's always talking about him and his professionalism. So it's, you see like Alonso was the one who was the only one that could go, essentially. So do you still think Alonso is going to go before the transfer window goes? Mm, at this day, uh, no, I don't think so. Maybe... How old is he? How old is he? I, don't I think know. he's 30 now, isn't he? Well, 30, he's 29 or something. Oh, right. For no, some reason, he's... I thought he was older than that. Yeah, no, he's, but he's one of those players that's been around for like years. Yeah. And his face looks old as well. <laughs> but... um. <laughs> No, I think he's fair, he's fair, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but he? I think one of the things that I found and yeah, he's is he fair? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, one of the things I found quite interesting about the way you lot played is I think I've never really seen Zaha that quiet before. Like he had his chance where he kind of got past, but Rudiger said, nah, not today. Again, another player that you nearly got rid of. And I'm oh, just like... He's his contract out because he can still go in the next year. <laughs> so oh, is he free yeah. if, he do, if he doesn't sign a new deal? Yeah, he can negotiate January with uh, oh, okay. international club. Um, I think he's, he's yeah, looking I, for the good pay. Yeah, because what, he's 30 now as well, isn't he? He's 28. So he's not your players have played for time and I genuinely think they're older but mm. yeah fine but um yeah yeah no I've I'm just like I don't quite get what like if someone is like maybe you'd know more than me but who who's your ideal starting eleven like right now based on who you've got and obviously Lukaku coming in yeah, it, it depends on the game. That's the thing. <laughs> like, this is what I mean. Your yeah, options are just really silly. Does. Like, they're yeah. just silly. Yeah. Like, I never yeah, seem I mean, to... Like, the winning never seems to team. Be a, a moment. Yeah. Yeah, but with, che- with Chelsea, it's not it's not the bad kind of, like, you don't know what their first team is. It's like the good kind. It's not like the Mourinho at Tottenham, where it was like, what's the first team? It doesn't even look like he yeah. doesn't have a plan. With Chelsea, they've got, like, several first teams, it seems like. They can pull out anything. That, that, that's the depth. That's the depth. That yeah, Chelsea think, that's why they're going that's, to be. That's more than football, though, as well. There's like it's very few teams where it's like that's the set team. I think Liverpool have mm. that. You know, I know it's changed with uh, Wijnaldum gone now, but you knew their team if everyone was fit. Yeah. yeah. Like City, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, United, yeah, but you're not City, quite you don't sure. even know if a striker's going to play. But exactly, yeah, you just never know. But, but that's <laughs> yeah. that's just a modern game. It's, it's gone past that eleven now. It really is. Yeah, but I'm, but I think where where I'm a bit like I'm quite surprised sometimes when I see your 11s is I think he's quite unashamedly playing the three four three. I think a lot of a lot of um, a lot of what's good about it is I think the way Pulisic comes in. Like I think Pulisic. It's probably one of your most underrated players. It's just because he keeps getting injured. But when he plays, he's the one player. I fear him more than any other player you've got in your team. Because I know, one, he's going to get past me. And two, I know if he takes that shot, he's probably going to score. 
Like he just always, he seems to be that guy that seems to be always in the right place when he needs to be. And he scores he some still, spectacular he needs, goals. He needs to get he needs to get a bit more clinical because there are a lot of times he drags the shot wide. Like even in the Champions League final, you drag it wide. But he is the nearest. But I thing think he was quite wasn't he quite fresh from the injury when he played in the Champions League final? He always picking up little injuries. <laughs> but yeah, he he I know what you mean. He is the closest thing to the hazard we have. Yeah. But he needs to be more consistent in what he does because he is so good. There's a reason he's not playing week in week out and uh it's that consistency i think he needs to just bring yeah but again, he, he's young as well so mm-hmm. he's oh, yeah, he's the, yeah he's the one that you know if you lot play him next week i would trust him to bury us more than i would trust the lukaku because obviously the spotlight's going to be on lukaku because mm-hmm. tuchel's already said he's making his debut whether he's yeah. starting him or bringing him off the bench i don't know but I'm he said he's... against us Against yeah, no, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's but that's, he said he's playing at some point. And I mm. personally think, ideally, what you'd probably want if you're a Chelsea fan is Lukaku stays on the bench. You play the team that obviously beat Palace. You you kind of assume that Arsenal are going to be on the ropes anyway. You get someone like Pulisic, even if he's not winning headers, if he's running at a Pablo Mario or even a Ben White, I expect him to get past one of those two. And then he's mm-hmm. through. And you'll probably, I think Chelsea will probably be one, maybe one, one or one nil at half, half time. And then Lukaku to come and probably win the game. So mm. there's just so many ways that they can destroy teams now. And I think bringing in the Lukaku, I think the only thing that you're going to have an issue with is I think Lukaku likes that whole. I'm bigger and stronger than you, mm-hmm. but I also want to wait and see who else is available. I think the Premier League kind of exposed that a little bit when he was at United, but I think at United it was it was very much different to the way Chelsea are going to play. I think Chelsea yeah. don't have any prob- you don't have any qualms just launching it to him wherever he is on the pitch and just expecting him to trap it and just hold off. He's also whoever and bring he's, in. He's- Mm-hmm. The the strides he's made since he left United actually is actually quite unbelievable. It's like he 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 seems to understand the game better as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's like, he he's faster than I believed he. he, he was. Yeah. yeah, and he's yeah mm-hmm. he's very much a yeah he understands and yeah I think I think one of the things is I think he understands his body more because I think in the Premier League he got very lazy with the fact that he knew he was stronger than pretty much most centre-backs. But I think in Italy, he had to kind of learn to like adjust to everyone else around him rather than when Apparently, he was like... Yeah, go on. When he went to Italy, like within like a week, he found out he like something he was eating was like messing with his body, essentially. Yeah. Like, they changed it and like, he Indeed. lost all of the... Yeah, they said he lost like seven kilos. What the hell was like, he two months. And, hmm? but, and they, they, they what could he out. be eating? <laughs> I think it was some kind of. I think it was like, I think it was similar to what um, Djokovic said as well. I think he had the, like an allergy to gluten or something like that. Something, yeah. But I mean, the fact they worked out so quickly, like I don't know if that's like a damning indictment of United, what they were mm. doing. But yeah, he 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 developed so in in so many different like mentally. And physically, like he like uh, you don't think he's that fast, but 
with that weight loss. He's he, he's so rapid. Yeah. yeah, but I think one of the things that we've kind of touched on, and I think is quite true, is I think in Italy, their medical team, I think, is just miles ahead of what we do here. Like, I think they identify things that we wouldn't even be looking out for because we don't think it's a problem. We just, I think we have this thing of where we just intrinsically trust these professionals to do what they're supposed to do. And if they find it out, they'll tell the medical doctors. I'm not saying, you know, the medical doctors don't do their jobs. I just don't think the system's in place to be absolutely meticulous with things like that. They're just not. They should be, but I just don't think they are. I want to disagree uh, just in the sense of spend millions on these players. You want them. They're like racehorses, essentially. You need them tip top. And yeah. the diets and stuff are all looked after, but whether that was just a United oversight or whether that is just the norm, I don't know. What, what, no, but that's what Conte I mean. Like, what was Conte like a year, year lot? So it was like the diet and everything. Did it, was he more into that whole thing, trying to work out if your diet's better and blah, blah, blah? Uh, it probably is the same pretty much now. Like, I know like when Wenger first came, like yeah. you guys need to stop eating like tomato ketchup and drinking beer and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what <are> you guys? <laughs> but I know, like for example, the Canyon, he did that at Sunderland. He he banned ketchup. But I was yeah. like, uh, yeah, no, nah, that's not going to work because <laughs> I'm going to need some ketchup or something. No, but I'm just trying to work out if it's like a Conte thing or an Italy thing. I think it's probably it's an Italy, Italy thing. thing. Yeah, they're very big on their cuisine, aren't they? Yeah, because mm. I think um, I think Ibrahimovic was saying it as well. Like one of the things that he he was told pretty much, you know, when he got there, because he said he loved the food, and I think they were like, "Yeah, we, you're eating too much pasta. Like, here's the stats: you're putting on too much weight, so you had to cut it down." <laughs> oh damn! So yeah, there's. I think. I just think one of the I think one of the things that they're quite good at is that they're quite good at like getting down to what are you actually eating and I think they are very much a family I think they they run the clubs like family so even if you know you kind of want to go off and eat something elsewhere I think they kind of want that information straight away so I um, think that was probably it was probably easier to point to Lukaku and say, "Oh, is that what you eat when you're not with us?" Oh, okay, you shouldn't be eating that. Rather than I think at English clubs, I think they have you for your training, they have you for periods before games, but when you're at home, you're at home, and obviously they'll give you a dietitian to like take on board so you don't put on too much weight. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they necessarily stop you from eating some of the foods that you might they might miss out on unless obviously it's got something in there that's gonna make you fail a drug test. Yeah. I think they do. I, I think they do. I think we might be making more of it than there is maybe, but Yeah, because I'm I, I'm I, thinking I of other stories like that, to be honest. No, but I don't think I've not but this is where I think is a bit different because I don't hear the other way round. Like, I don't hear us picking up things that other countries have missed. It always seems to be when players come from the Premier League and go somewhere else that that's where they pick it up. Mm, I don't sure. Know. But no, wait, that's wait, what I mean. That's where I'm trying to find it. 
because obviously if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'll take that. But I'm not saying that, you know, the teams aren't doing enough. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I think that there's just a different mentality to it. I mean, it could be. It, it could it could be. I don't I mean, things are so cosmopolitan now in terms of management and everything. I, I don't think that is the case personally. Like, you know, you see these players go abroad. Our young English players go abroad and they kill it in like in Germany, all these places. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe he was just eating something just bad. Like, yeah, uh, just actually eating shit. What are you doing? I don't yeah. know what it was, but I don't think there's too many stories of that in general now. Yeah, there were a bunch of players that were. In- in Inter, for that matter. Like, look at Adriano, who got fat there, didn't he? But I suppose that no, was years he, ago. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but his, I, was, I, his was down to depression. Oh. Yeah. Fat issues. Yeah. I mean... Uh, when did Ronaldinho get fat? Was that in Italy? I'm just trying to think of other players that have got fat in Italy. That's yeah, all I'm no, still I'm not, Yeah, no, no. Really? I know what you're trying to do. I'm not yeah. saying, you know... I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Like, yeah. I think, yeah, Ibrahimovic was saying he did get big at Inter as well. I think he was saying that Juventus, that's where they said you're eating too much. Uh, oh, okay. Or it might be like, you know, you've got to take yourself seriously. Like, you know, we still hear stories of footballers smoking. Here and stuff, yeah. Which I'm sure they do in another continent as well, probably more so. Mm. Like, yeah. I suppose to an extent, you know, you have to be your own person. And like, Giroud apparently has a really strict diet in his one. Yeah, maybe Lukaku and he's, he looks like someone that takes care of it. Mm. Maybe it was literally just a diet plan for Lukaku or something they had to do. Mm. Yeah, so, no. yeah, that could be the case. But there's other players that, like Hazard, Hazard is just, I feel like even if you give him a diet plan, he would still wouldn't work. There's yeah, some yeah, players yeah. that are just not going to adhere to it. I'll, I'll definitely that. look at that diet plan later. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah. should be a good game I mean although you know you, you guys lost uh, Smith Rowe played really well and Tierney played really well I mean mm-hmm. he seems to put the ball in the right area every time which I know yeah. is with the crosses and it doesn't really help but he did have a clinical striker he like just flashing him you know whether it's near post far post on the floor or in the air he seems to make the right decision every time actually yeah and I think but that's what I think the issue is. I think a lot of the time, we just don't have players that attack the space properly. So this yeah. is where someone like a Joe Willock would have been perfect. Because Joe Willock seems to be the only player that I've seen where it's like he understands where he's supposed to be when those yeah. crosses are supposed to come in. Because yeah. one of the yeah. things that, you know, it's really tough to like get at Saka. But that's one of the things that I get at Saka a lot. Like, I think when you play that formation, your wingers on the other end have to be able to get into that position to go, right, I'm not needed for a cross. I don't necessarily think he's going to overhit. I just need to be here. And, you know, Pepe yeah. was there. It was just a really good save by Rea to stop that from going in yeah, yeah. to get a goal back. But, yeah, it's not... Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think everyone played horribly, but it's just... It's just no, very, very predictable. The thing is, well, I know, I know these... That before the season. Like, what is his plan? Like, does, yeah. like have, and I remember last week we were saying what's a good season for Arsenal and we're like, 
he has to get maybe get top four by Champions League, but Europe is a good season for you at this point. Yeah, no, top, top six is a good season for us. Yeah, no, 100 you know percent I that's want top four. No, no, I don't want to say excellent. excellent. I don't want to go that far. Yes. Because if we do that, it has to be. then we're no, no, no. Getting because into then what we're essentially saying is because top six is what you're finishing above potentially Tottenham and West Ham. That's what top six is. Maybe mm. Leicester, but I don't think Leicester's dropping out Leicester of the top also, five. Maybe than anyone. Mm. Is it top to get in top six? Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, no, top six. Yeah, because I think still... Leicester's finishing fifth. Top, sec- mm. uh, top six is something that I would still expect us in sort of a way. I know, I know we're still not that good, but no, to I don't me, think the team's six... giving me anything to say that I expect it. I'm kind yeah, of no, hopeful what, at this point. But, but what I mean is that I'm saying get is top six, you. it's not an excellent I, I, season. It's something that I ex- kind of expect. That's the direction. That's where I think that we should have been making our next move. Yeah, no, that's, bit, that's, that's, that's what I mean. based on our name. That's based on our name rather than yeah. what the team's actually producing. Yeah, yeah. No, that is true. But that's the, that's the, that's where I expect us to be, if you get what I mean. So it basically, yeah, if matter. Arteta doesn't get us top six, I'm going to be like, we underachieved. Yeah. That's what it's next in you season. I mean? You have progressed then, and quite a lot from last season. Do you get that top six? Yeah, because you're talking, get top six, talking yeah. about this is, this is, you know, he's, because essentially, if we're looking at the league, he's finished eighth twice now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he's never, he's never finished in a European position under us yeah yeah and so, we've got new european positions flip sakes well this is what i'm saying so can you imagine if he finishes seventh and we end up in europa conference again? or <laughs> not again but yeah, if no, we end up in europe like no, that's, with no europe already mm-hmm. that, that's what i mean that it just wouldn't seventh would not i would not be happy with seven top six is where i expect Arsenal to be. I know that we, our team doesn't seem that good uh, enough. I think at the you're moment. expect and want. You expect uh, to finish the top six. No, no. I yeah. want top four, but exactly. that's like a dream, you know what uh, I mean? Which is sad. Six is a dream <laughs> at this point, Peter. But top, top six, I, I think that that should be something that we should be achieving this year. Maybe, it'll, you know, get more signings in. We've still got a transfer window. But, you know, I, get these see, players actually is, playing. No, that's this what is what I, I want. This is what I want to understand because when people say get signings in, yeah, who are we getting in? Because it's not like we can't just go. Oh, we need a striker. Yeah, we need a goalkeeper striker now because because Leno. We're not gonna get. I am not happy with that. We're not getting. We're not getting a goalkeeper. We are not getting a goal. Yeah, but the goalkeeper. We're getting a number two apparently, and now I'm hearing. Yeah, in reports that we're finally going back to Freddie Woodman, which I'm like. Mm -hmm well, isn't that what we started with? But apparently he's the only fit goalkeeper at Newcastle, so I don't know how that's going to go down, but okay. He shipped four goals today alone. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <he's> like, <laughs> well, basically, the, the point that I'm trying to make is that for... I know you're saying, who are we going to get? Who are, was it? How are we going to get better? This, uh, this team isn't that good that we should be expecting this, but I feel like that's the direction we should be going in. That's what I should be expecting of Arteta. I can't be expecting Arteta to just finish seventh and then us be like, okay, you've improved, carry on. No, he has to get to top six. And that's where I'm like, okay, now you've achieved what we think that you should achieve this season. If he doesn't make it to top six, then he shouldn't have a job. It's as simple as that. Yeah, so I think, my expectation is top six. That's what I mean. Yeah, but I think what... That's your one. Yeah. No, no that's I what think, 
That's my expectation. Yeah, because if, if he doesn't meet expectation, saying, that's what he sucked. If you don't, yeah, but then you're saying who's who's who, like whose team in. So let's say, let's say, for example, I'm not saying this is the order, but let's say the two Manchester clubs, Chelsea and Liverpool, yeah. are pretty much favourites for the yeah, top yeah. four. Fifth, fifth, you're probably saying is Leicester. Yeah. Six, you're probably saying is Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. Who in like who between Leicester and Tottenham are you saying you expect to finish above? Yeah. So this is what I'm trying to get. Bearing to. in mind that Tottenham right just now, beat Manchester City without yeah. Harry Kane. <laughs> I know, I know. No, right now that's what I'm saying. That, right now, mm-hmm. I can't see our team being that good. Right, or making it into top six. Right. The, before uh, with Arteta, I was literally waiting for this transfer window. I'd be like, okay, let's see what we do. Let's see how our team starts. Let's see if we can make it to top six. But if you can't make it to top six, then. That, uh, then I can't have Arteta in the team. And what he's done so far, that's all his work, right? I'm just seeing where he goes with this work. At the moment, what we're seeing from our team, we don't think he's capable of getting top six. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to expect it. That, that that's what he should be working towards. We've seen he's not capable of it so far. Well, that's what it seems like. And if that's the case, oh, it's kick like, him out. It is what it is. He has, yeah, He's no, that's what it seems. Like. One half, two yeah, yeah, no, that, that's what I mean. This basically for me, this season is like my last chance, you know, whether he just, I don't know, changes some things. Sometimes teams can just click, things can happen. I'm not going to rule us out completely from getting oh, top no. six. I so things can click, we can get a signing in. It could, yeah, happen. but I think but it's, the expect. That's my expectation. it's the expectation. Yeah, I was just saying, all the language you're using the is, is not saying you expect to finish top six. No, no, don't. No, but when I use the word expectation, when I use the word expectation, that is what I mean by that's what I expect the team to do. And if he doesn't do it, he should get sacked. Specs like a minimum in my sort of. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my minimum. That's why he's getting. That's why he would get sacked if he doesn't make top six. Can your minimum be something he's never achieved? Yeah, but would you literally see Arteta like cheek? Would you accept Arteta for next season? If he finishes seventh or eighth, I wouldn't. But I don't know. If yeah, that's but what then the club's that, but that means you're expecting top six, then, aren't you? That's the only way he can keep his job. Yeah, but I think wow. no. But that's I what I mean what, by the word expect. Yeah, that's what, your tar- target is this. If no, you, no, these are, I don't think I that's can why say it's that. My minimum. But I think yeah. No, I think if you say top, if you said to me top six, and you know, maybe win an FA Cup again. That's progress. That's yeah, yeah. It's good progress. It's, it's, not, it's not where essentially we want to be, but at least you say, okay, we've, if, even if we finish sixth, we're, um, we're not going to play no qualifiers in Europa League. That's <laughs> even worse. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one wants that. So it's, you know, it's, it's, one, it's one of those things where you just go, okay, I understand that. It's a work in progress. I understand that people will give him more time because of who he is and the fact that he has links to Arsenal. But there's, <laughs> yeah. there's only so links much Arsenal. time you can give to someone. Like Chelsea got rid of Lampard and he's what one of their top if top two, top three players of all time in terms of his popularity. I think I he's only like second to maybe John Terry. I, I, possibly I Drogba. I don't. I don't get the the Arsenal. I, I know why you like. He, yeah, he's your captain for a little period, stuff, but he's he not an captain. Arsenal legend. Yeah, but he's not an Arsenal legend. He's portrayed like he kind of is. 
That's the thing. People, like, people, no, I think, Southgate effect. I don't know why they say. A for, I don't even like the fact that they say he's a former Arsenal player anymore. I'm like, no, it's call him a former Everton player. That's where he was great. <laughs> More of a legend at Everton than Arsenal. Yeah, hundred percent. Like Arsenal, it's just because he's managing us and he captained us for a little bit. Horrible time. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I think I think the problem we had is that we've. Um, We've essentially we're still we're still pining over Wenger. So any 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 person that's got any connection to Wenger, we're gonna hold on to because we're not sure what the club's gonna be now because we've already had the taste of it with Emery, who just was completely cold to it. He was like, "This is what I want. This is what I expect. Mm. You've got me things that are different, so I'm gonna do." Naffle because you've basically given me everything that I didn't want in the team. Mm. When you got Pepe instead of Zaha, you essentially cut cut off. Um, Is it? I can't remember what else he said they did. I think he said there was another player he wanted that they didn't get, and I think he was saying he was moaning about the fact that they they didn't keep Ramsey. Because they um, were saying that Ozil didn't go, and he was like, but he wanted to keep Ramsey, and the club was telling him he's got to shift Ozil, and he's like, well, I, you know, yeah. So he was basically following, yeah, he was following club orders, but the team was getting worse. So I just thought, you know, he was always he was always a lame duck. I think, I think the difference with Arteta is, and that's and I think that's one of the keys to winning everyone over is Arteta seems to be this great communicator. Like, you know, if you can get players to essentially take what seems to be a permanent pay cut for the year over COVID Mm -hmm. and there was no obligation for them to do so. So something about you has got to be like, you, you haven't lost a dressing room. And I think that's where, a lot of fans are a bit like, I don't understand what these players are seeing because they seem to love him. There's very few dissenters in the in the squad. Yeah, no, he's probably yeah, a good well, guy, probably fun to hang out with, but he's not a no, good see, manager. I think the complete opposite. I think he's a horrible guy to hang out with. He looks like, <laughs> you know, like um, Emery. Apparently, he like he knew the players were taking the mick out of him with the good evening. And yeah, they go. Whereas Arteta, like, if you do something wrong, you're like, well, you're gone then. It yeah. doesn't matter what, what happens. I think he's like he, but he's trying to be this authoritarian where like he's really not. Were, were you yeah. known as that guy in your career? No. Uh, apparently he was. Because right, well, he didn't portray that to me. Personally. No, they said no. He didn't. But one of the things that came out was um, a lot of the younger players said that when he was captain, he was just way too over the top with it. And I think a lot of them were like, you know, you've never won the league either, you know. Like, I don't know what you're trying to implement, but it's not like you can say to us, this is what you have to do to win the league. Like, so you've never won the league. So can you chill out a bit? And I think, yeah, no, but I think that was one of, I think that was one of the things that I think Arsene Wenger had a problem with, is that he, he was always looking for other people to take on the responsibility in uh-huh, the dressing uh-huh. room. And in the end of the day, you know, it got to a point where he was the only person that won the league. So if he had to be the authoritarian in the room, that's what he had to do. And I just don't think Wenger really 
wanted or needed that role. I think he was just happy to let the players do what he thought the players should do. If you hear a lot of the and they just dress never, never they just kind of never repaid him for making them grown ups. <laughs> but I think what that do you mean? Happened. Like the dress room, like it schools itself essentially. Like so, yeah. But like, I Roy think Hume, you, example, you they always do it. You, yeah, but yeah, no. But I think that's what the difference was. I think he was able to make that culture of that Ferguson. And I think Wenger had that culture inherited because obviously he came in, people had already won the league previously. So all it took was Mm -hmm. him bringing in a bit more quality and then the standards just kept going up and up and up. And I think the difference was when the standards needed to be shown to the youngest, he was getting rid of some of these people way too soon. Mm-hmm. they weren't quite sure okay how do we do this how do we get back to that point because, yeah. because all the pe- people that were talking had never done it yeah so no, you that's know, exactly got re- so that injury because he's what he's an invincible like, do you know what i mean he's he's an invincible but technically but no one to say oh girl cliche knows what it's like <laughs> so girl cliche was probably in the background like saying like key 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 and then just you know happy to be there like do you know what i mean it wasn't like this is where i think the one thing that he did and i've i've pinpointed this every time and when he got rid of gilberto to go to panathinaikos for one mil now i'm not saying gilberto silver would have won us the league but i think that was the difference it was like he was a solid pro who was still quite good at the club and even when the other guys were leaving he still showed that he could do things mm-hmm. that I wasn't expecting. Like that goal he scored when he equalised at the Emirates for our first goal. In the, I didn't think Gilberto Silva could shoot like that. So I think, <laughs> you know, those are the kind of things that you erode eventually when you just, you bring in mediocre guys to be your senior guys and they've never really been the leaders in their other clubs anyway. Or if they were, they weren't winning things to come and start talking about let's go win mm. the league or whatever. That's that's where the issue is. Where now we've got to a point where we've got some guys that we we know have played in the Champions League, but they weren't like the linchpins of their teams at the time. So yeah, it's um yeah, it's just a mess. But um yeah, enough enough about Arsenal whining. I think Luke, you wanted to talk about uh, the City game. City Tottenham. Um yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, no, I think you were saying how do you feel about them not winning no, I think that's, um, You said that first one about Kane, but I think they've done that the last like three or four times I was reading. Basically, since yeah. I don't know, called them the Harry's the Harry Kane team, he hasn't beaten him <laughs> and Harry Kane hasn't been in the team all those times. Yeah, I think oh, essentially so. he's but I think one of the things that I find quite interesting about the game, and this is the thing that I always hate whenever we've got City coming up. City always seem to have this game just before they play us, where essentially they get, they don't, they don't finish their chances, then they get stifled, then they get hit on the break and they lose. And you just know that they're not going to allow that to happen again. Or if they let it happen, it might happen maybe two, three games down the line, and then they'll go on their spree where they, you know, they may get Harry Kane, but I don't think they will now mm-hmm. because essentially the pressure is on because of Klopp coming quite quite strongly and saying, well, how did they manage to afford Grealish? And I think Pep came out and said, well, they sold they sold £60 million worth of players. 
I don't know where he got that figure yeah. from, but apparently that's what <laughs> they sold. And they essentially only spent 40 mil to get him. But he was like, if he wants, if he wants, you know, the evidence, he can take them to court. I was like, this is the kind of thing that makes people hate you. That's what he said. He's like, they can, we can take it, he can take us to court and we can make an argument of it. And I was just like, these are the kind of things that make people hate C because essentially all you're doing is just making everyone else feel like they're crazy when all we're saying is you lot spend whatever you like and FFP doesn't mean anything. Like we all mm. know that. Stop pretending that it does. It doesn't. <laughs> well, I don't it's, know how yeah, they worked just, it out. To be honest, they've got something that, worked out. No, that's what, what he's saying. They've sold. I don't know where they're, that sixty mil, but he said they sold sixty million pounds worth of talent this summer. I'm like, okay, I did see the list. It was they. They it, it did work out to it. But, Who was it though? Um, was it anyone uh, that significant? Because I know Aguero didn't get sold, did he? Obviously, he, his contract. No, he left. Uh, yeah. He contract yeah, yeah, yeah. went. Yeah. Make, you know something? A lot of these managers are talking about making money from people's wages as well that they won't have to pay. So maybe he calculated it with that, like Aguero leaving. Now those wages aren't being paid, and accumulative they've. No, paid I that think if money. you do It'll that, like, then so like Angelino, uh, Harrison to Leeds. And you know, I think like some youngsters and stuff kind of worked out. Oh, right. it, it's it ultimately, it, you know, not true, I suppose. <laughs> but sixteen you know, million. Sure. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think if we're counting bank- wages, hmm? maybe. I say, as long as it's on the balance sheet, you know, you 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 write it off over five years or whatever the longest contract is. Don't yeah. You? No. So it's just the way it is, unfortunately. But mm. so I I always. I'm guessing, but I always think Chelsea are the only ones who seem to have ever fallen foul to anything like that. But yeah, make yeah. Sure you're right. So then you see PSG and Man City doing what they want and making yeah. these fake uh, sponsorship things like for inflated figures and stuff. Uh, and then you, the figure, too think. Yeah. Did you, did you guys watch, or was it that Gary Neville overlap thing? Gary Neville. Uh, um, I only saw clips of it. So Karen. I saw when. Um, I saw when Ty was trying oh, to yeah, defend, cool, he was yeah, trying yeah, to defend yeah. the David Luiz signing, <laughs> saying it wasn't a bad buy. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, uh, that's just uh, humor. But uh, in, um, in commentary as well, he said, he said my mate Ty won't be happy or something. Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of sick. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it is a mess. But Ragnar in... is is a fan in disguise of a pundit. Like he, he, oh like, yeah, hundred percent. Sky Neville was like a bit more professional, you know. Like, see, he owns a club. Yeah, yeah. Whereas uh, Carragher, like when the when the little fan was on TV, he's like, yeah, go on, lad. Oh no, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's a proper fan. I do, I do like the way he talks about football. He generally loves it. But yeah, either he, way, he was always known to love football, wasn't he? Yeah. They, even when they in that in that show, I think they started talking about. Was it this kind of like, you know, FFP coming in and, uh, you know, being there. And it, it generally just seems like the, the smaller teams, they've just been restricted, whereas the big teams can do whatever the hell they want to do. It's like, I think it was like a Villa fan that was trying to talk to them. It was like, we couldn't spend uh, the money that we wanted to spend, whereas City could come up, come up to us and buy thingy for 80 mil or whatever. And they can just do this stuff and then they can't do it. So all the smaller teams have been screwed over by FFP. 
And it's just like, that's, when are they going to get rid of it? It's just, it's been such a wild I don't think it's ever going to go. It's such a wild disappointment. I don't think it's ever going to go. Yeah, just tweak it. But um, with that Villa thing, though, it's like, okay, well, Man City have won the league for like you know, the last 10 years. They won it like, what, five times? They got to the final Champions League. They're always in Champions League. They they do generate money. That oh, yeah, yeah. Generate. You guys win the championship, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's true. But but the thing the thing that they were trying to get to was that all of these teams they were able to spend money and get up their ranks and stuff stuff like that, right? And FFP was only supposed to stop teams from being bankrupt. So it's like as long as their balance sheet is positive and blah blah blah, it should be fine. So there was an Everton fan that was saying, "Why uh, can't owners put their money in?" and buy the player. Why can't the owner just say, this is my 150 million, I'm going to buy that player. Why does that have to come into FFP? That's got nothing to do with the, with the money that the club's rolling in. As long as that stays in a positive, that shouldn't affect the FFP. But for some reason, yeah, they don't allow that. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's the issue. But that's what we did, obviously. But obviously now, we try to be as compliant as possible. You know, That's why we sell... Yeah, because I think people, that but... should be allowed, though. I, I kind of got that guy's point. What, you know? what they were saying is they don't mm-hmm. want. No, but this is this is the problem, though. So if you do that, essentially, you can. What they basically are saying is essentially say that owners one day decides oh, I'm done spending all this money and I want to leave. Yeah. What happens to the club then? Because this is the issue that yeah, no, Sunderland that... had. Because apparently Ellis Short was putting a lot of his own money yeah, into yeah. their transfers. No, but what, uh, what I'm trying to say is that, and when they weren't the working club out, it's already making. He the was money. like, "I'm done." But what? But if the club is making that money, if the club is making back that money, I'm just talking about the initial uh, transfer fee. So obviously, you know, you can't give him wages that put you in a negative. But you can still put that transfer fee. That transfer fee, that's just a one-off. Once that uh, once the owner leaves, it's not like the club's left with the transfer fee. That's not true. Unless if he does install okay, yeah, if he does installments yeah. or blah blah blah. That shouldn't be allowed. But if an owner, like in Everton, if somebody just wants to come out and be like, here's a hundred mil, let me buy that player, why shouldn't he be allowed to play uh, buy it? That's not gonna affect the club's finances. Because essentially what you're saying is because what I think we all need to remember is you can only there's only one winner of the Premier League. So if we keep letting these billionaires put in mm-hmm. their own money, someone's going to lose out financially. It's an impossible owner, not to. FFP will. Uh, no, FFP will protect the club, right? Because their, no, their one will still the, be... But they'll still be yeah, in a no, positive... That's what we're saying. Without FFP, no, but what, what, we, what you're essentially saying is, okay, saying Everton does spend the 100 yeah. mil yeah. on the player... There's no one that's going to tell me that 100 mil player by himself is going to get Everton in the top four. No one's going to assume that. Oh, like, of course not. So that's where the problem is, because it's not just 100 mil. It's 100 mil plus maybe another 60 plus another 70. Like, it will accumulate. Yeah, it but, has to accumulate over two, yeah, but, three seasons. But this but is then, money that the... And you, you got... This is the yeah, money that the owner's putting in. You've got the players. No, but then you've got the then you've got to then take into the hits that you're going to keep doing until they come to fruition and it may never happen and this is the problem that the leads had because they kept spending and spending and spending and obviously they did quite well initially but when they were then trying to replace these players and still spending 
they weren't doing exactly what they needed to, and the team eventually got relegated because it wasn't yeah. sustainable. No, I understand that, but that was the club. They were using the club's money, using the club's assets to get loans and stuff like that. That's when it gets messy. That's what I'm saying. FFP can protect that part of the club so it doesn't go into negative, doesn't take crazy loans and can get screwed over. But if an owner just puts no, but I just money in... To, no, but I need you to understand what you're basically saying. Yeah, Do you yeah. think a multi-billionaire will put yeah. money into a club knowing full well that he's not going to get protected if he down wants to come and get his money back. The, the Everton guy literally said that. He, he literally went on an interview. Like yeah. half a billion pound recently as well. Like huh? in total. Everton have been spending money as well. No, no, yeah, they have. Course. But what I'm saying they're, is they're, that... They're, Everton's the... actual problem is they haven't spent the money well. That's their problem. Yeah, yeah, no, that's like, true. Gilfie Sigurdsson, you know, where's that guy gone? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. Uh, the way Richardson, the, you know, he's a good player. Wait, well, I'm so surprised yeah. that someone hasn't said cease and desist because we're just saying his name. But yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, where is he gone? I don't know where he is. And I haven't exactly. Seen Who knows? Okay, him. cool. Yeah, okay, let's let's all pretend yeah. we don't know what that's about. But yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's your assumptions. No? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Everton, their problem is they've spent the money terribly. Like. Uh, Tosin cost them like thirty million pound, uh-huh. like that. Uh, they, they just—that's the problem. So he just wants to keep putting in money, which uh, there is a consequence, maybe. But there is also a consequence, I suppose, ultimately. But I suppose it's the only business where you can't really do that, right? Because it, the, the thing is that at this point, I don't think FFP can tweak it in such a, tweak the rules in such a way that they'll be able to hold back PSG or City, any of these clubs paying stupid amounts of money. You're just not going to be able to hold them. I don't know what it is, but you just can't do it. So then you just have to give a little leeway to the other clubs. For example, like Everton, if the owner wants to put the money in without putting the club in debt, just wants to put money in and buy a player, and you know the wages are still reasonable within the uh, what is it, wage limits, he should be allowed. Because these clubs, that's the is only that, way they're going to get up. Fair? Everyone's favorite um, small club example, like a Burnley. For example, like where they can't do that. Yeah, no, they can't. Well, if their owner could, if their owner's rich enough and can put in a hundred oh. mil without, uh, was it, uh, and be able to buy a player, then sure, let that, that happen. I'm saying they should be allowed. An owner should be allowed to invest in his club, in his players. That was that's oh. the whole fun of it. There's a why. Why else are these billionaires got these clubs? I mean, I know they're making money as well, but they have a, they like the game. They wanna, uh, they wanna see uh, their team uh, win as well. That's not true. A lot of it is a. Uh... A PR stunt. Yeah, no. It, obviously, there's that side to it, but there's a lot of them that do like football. It's not like all of them just literally just came for the money. Who likes football? Huh? Who, who them likes football? Oh, I would say that the. I would even say the city owners. I would say they <laughs> like football. I would say that. They, they don't. They don't. That's a good I don't know. I, I would say that they look like they like football. PSG, I'm pretty sure somebody told me that they that their owners are kind of like pretty good as well, and kind of enjoy the whole game. I mean, you know, I I get you know we we like I said we you know we did that for a number of years. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it is nice. That, no, that's what that's what I mean because other teams have been able to do we it. Like, we were just like that, but then if Bravich was to have just left one day, he's like, uh. 
going to happen to the club now? Because, you know, we've seen how fragile the Football League is. We've just taken out the six big clubs, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's going to collapse at one point, apparently, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's such a fragile pyramid. You have to integrity to an extent, I suppose, or as best possible. Uh, it's got to be fair, you know. You, you know, that's what I'm saying, that that's why FFP should rule in taking care of the club's finances. So if the owner leaves, exactly what it's, it's not going to do anything to the club. But if an owner is there and wants to pump extra money in, he should be allowed to. That's what I mean. Like, obviously, he can't go off and buy, uh, like, a Messi and then be like 400,000 and then the wage doesn't always uh, balance out. Then, of course, you can't be allowed that move because then the club is going to suffer once you, once you leave. But if he but, can but, go up but, to but a club... He, if he says, I'll pay the wages to tie my own pocket then? Or yeah, no, that's, a, that, that's where FFP steps in, right? Because FFP will be like, no, 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 you can't own the player. The club has to own the player and the club can't own it because it's going to go into negative. You can, you can put those rules in. Put the money into the club then? Uh, yeah, just to buy the player. Just to buy the player. But why does it stop there? Why not actually let him just pay everything then? Oh, no, because like, that's when we're coming into it. That it has to be self-sufficient. So if an owner has to leave then the club doesn't go into administration. Obviously, you'd still want the protection, but you don't want to completely handcuff the owner in not being able to invest more money that the fans want him to invest. Well, they can invest ultimately as well. It's just how much. And it's difficult. That's the thing. It makes it really, really difficult for them. And the, the, this rule came in for all of these big clubs that were spending so much like City and PSG, even at that point, Chelsea... Uh, we're seen as that kind of a club as well, but you guys have been punished quite a bit, I think. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, but you know, those also, guys are still getting away with it. Those yeah. guys are to, still to getting away. To defend your with point it. as well, like, you have to, like, the, the clubs do have to make up a big gap. Yeah. Is to spend money. So, Huge, I, I yeah. get it. This is like own thing, isn't it? You've gone for years arguing it, the pros and cons. Yeah. No. If they had Larry, we, we might have got Messi. <laughs> I just hate that. I just hate that FFP. Because the, the thing that annoys me is that obviously as oh, oh, growing up as Arsenal fans and being basically taught by Wenger the whole economics of football and sh- crap like that. And then you finally see financial fair play come in and you're like, okay, so now you know we're going to see something good happen there and it's going to bring balance to the whole thing. And then the reason it was brought in, it doesn't even stop those guys. Those guys are still spending crazy amounts of money. And then we're just seeing smaller cl- clubs not being able to spend money. And you just say, well, what the hell was all of this for then? Uh, you're just more, you're, you know, you're more unhappy about it because you expected so much from the thing. Mm. It's just a shame. It's a true shame. Maybe they'll tweak it, so, make it better. Who knows? The reason it doesn't work, though, is because like, PSG and Messi will tie them up. In legal battles and whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just they're just being twats about it, basically. <laughs> but that's yeah, why they that's get true. Lionel Messi ultimately. Yeah. That's true. It's true. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's not too. Oh. You say, Dutchy. Oh. It's a sustainable model. Do you think it, it, it work? Well, do you think it's working? It's not working, but I think it. I think his intentions. I think his intentions, if done properly, are good. But I think essentially, 
all it's done so far is just made like Hackerman said, it's just made smaller cops feel that they can never get big. Yeah. Because there's never gonna be enough of your own personal revenue to get mm-hmm to a point where you're able to spend to get to the top level like you're just not you're never going to get to that point anymore so like an everton for example they're still spending yeah and they're not spending well but now if they do want to spend well the levels have changed and you know they're never going to make enough internally to justify those signings mm-hmm. yeah no exactly. they're always going to be in breach mm-hmm it's just restrictive. It's just become really, really. So restrictive. I think it's just it's a matter of yeah. So I think in a, in a I think in a way one of the things that I'm hoping it will do and just going back to you know the youth, I just hope that it's just going to be like all right, well the money that you've got if you can't spend it on your on the players, just spend it on your academies and just try and make them. That, is, that is allowed. That is that is allowed. I think. Yeah. So I don't think like they can. They don't challenge you on that. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think the reason so why is you make losses on that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think the reason why is because you know when it first was brought in, it was brought in by Michel Platini, and the reason mm-hmm. why he was so adamant on it is because a lot of the players in France were just moving to the UK, who just had unlimited spending power, while his other clubs didn't. And if they tried to match, they were going bankrupt. So he mm-hmm. was like, "This needs to, this needs to stop, because otherwise clubs will just not exist anymore." Yeah. Also, maybe another good point is how can you expect a company, uh, organization like UEFA to do anything <laughs> like legit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. FIFA, how can you expect them to do anything legit? No one is quote unquote broken or mm-hmm. however you feel about it. It's not. Surprising. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're always gonna try to make money out of it somehow, whatever the hell they do. I don't even know. It's, but yeah, they're, they're, we're never gonna get a nice ruling from them. We're never gonna get anything. Yeah. It just sucks. Yeah. I mean, mm. even like well, like us for example, we we can't compete from a stadium point of view with most of the clubs in the Premier, like you know, half the clubs in the Premier League, just because of where we're like situated and the restrictions around that. So. You've got, you've got to make it sort of elsewhere mm. as well. So, yeah. you know, I suppose outside investment, like I say, he's, he's needed to break into top few teams. Yeah, now nowadays, 100%. You need that mm. huge investment. Back in the maybe day, someone, maybe. But... To Leicester, though. That's the thing. People, you know, <laughs> oh, Leicester is just used for everything now. It's just that example. It it happened, but it's not going to happen again for a very long time. Like, look how long it took after so. flipping Blackburn, and it wasn't even the same kind of situation. But that you know, the situation that we can compare close, closely, closer to it. That was such a long time ago, and then Leicester did it after such a long time. We're not going to see another Leicester situation, and in, in, in those twenty That's years, we're just going to have to rely on you know we need we, we, if a small club is supposed to make it legitly we need they need to be able to spend big it's as simple mm. as that so it just it just sucks but we'll see we'll see 
Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Are there any plans to change the FFP? I, I haven't heard anything. I, I've, I've been hearing a lot of complaints lately, though. Yeah, I think they said the they were changing regulations. Yeah. I don't know to what, but that's what they said they might do. I think one of the things that they, because I think one of the things they're quite afraid of, and I don't know if you not heard about it as well, is that there's still the rumbles of the Super League. And Florentino Perez is like, okay, if we're still getting told off about Super League and the league is still going through with this CFC deal that's going to take 10% of our commercial business away, mm-hmm. he, wants to, he wants to move. And his preferred destination yeah, is the that. Premier League. <laughs> well, apparently they restated it. Obviously, it's like nonsense, but I suppose they would say that as well. Oh yeah, I don't see them doing that. The, the Premier League wouldn't allow it. The but, Premier League wouldn't allow it, and no, they, they can't do that. That's just dumb. I don't. I, honestly, God, that guy is. Oh, he frustrates a, me so much. He generally so pisses me off. He, in this, I, I know there are always a Real Madrid fans, and they used to talk about him, and they were like, you know, he's hard headed and stuff like that. But I, I haven't followed Real Madrid, so I never had that experience. But from this ESL thing, man, I can't, I can't think of a worse guy. He honestly annoys the heck out of me. He is absolutely worse. The issue you've got is that he he wields so much power because essentially what he's talking about is like he owns Madrid and he mm. doesn't really. <laughs> like there's still elections that they've got. Yeah. Where, you know, in the next few years, they could vote him out. They might not, but they could. They should. But yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I don't know how, why he thinks he's got so much power. I don't understand. You, you know something? La Liga has kind of been stupid as well. With like the whole messy thing, I have to admit that that kind of did make me kind of like look at La Liga again in a different way. It's, I don't understand how they could let someone like, like that go. It just mm. sounds dumb. It sounds like a very dumb move by the La Liga. And they stopped it themselves personally. Essentially, it's, it's them that stopped it, right? Barca were trying to come up with all kinds of ways to try to keep him. And then Ladillo was like, nope, you can't do anything. You have to yeah. let him go. So they yeah. lost, like, the best player. So if La Liga is as dumb as that, then maybe that's why he wants to be like, oh, just leave the La Liga and let me just go to the Premier League where we can actually compete properly. So maybe it's that. Uh, I don't know. The are actually dumb. doing FFP properly. That's essentially what the issue is. Oh, They're really? like, you lot are losing a lot of money, but you're still acting like you've got a lot of money to spend. Mm-hmm. You can't keep doing this. So if you don't want to roll back, we'll tell you you have to. If it means, because one of the things that I was hearing, but they were saying it's not true, is even though they've lost Messi, apparently yeah. they, they couldn't, they, they nearly couldn't register Memphis Depay and uh, I think, I can't remember, I think it was Aguero. Yeah. Because yeah. they were saying, oh, yeah, the they're registered. But apparently the paperwork needed to come through to show they could actually afford it. And the legal are like, well, we've not even read through this documentation, so I don't know what they're talking about. That registration is not done. <laughs> apparently it was just, it was just more... Up, didn't he? If, got, yeah, if Aguero like, was there, I, I bet Aguero was just like, oh, please let this fall through somehow now. <laughs> I swear he just came from Messi. He <laughs> must just be like, oh, this sucks, he's left. It's got to PSG making more money, and I'm stuck in this god, like godforsaken league. He probably yeah, just wants to leave and get out of there and get to the PSG. 
what's quite funny, apparently Brathwaite, if he gets sold, Arsenal could lose both Lacazette and Aubameyang. At Barcelona, they want to buy both of them. I just think that's really how? hilarious. How the hell are they? How much did they think they're going to get for Brathwaite? And why did they think that's enough to buy both Lacazette and Aubameyang? <laughs> that is just very cheeky. Bro. Honestly, he scored it's twice because we're Arsenal. That's right. why. Yeah, no, this is why I'm laughing about it because he looked like he looked like he was the answer. He is their messy replacement, apparently, which is so stupid. He's just still jamming. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's just enjoying life. He is. But, um, yeah, we're yeah. Wow. It's just it's just going to be a very interesting next few weeks. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if there's anything else anyone wanted to bring up today. No, uh, no more for now. Yeah. PR stinker. That's definitely uh, something I had this week though. Out there. Oh yeah, I the think to be fair, I did it. the scummy. <laughs> What was this, sir? Uh, fantasy football. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I, I did. I did pants in the, in our draft, but yeah, in the actual points wise, like yeah, I think I I think I'm quite happy with yeah, what you, I've got. You were higher than me, I think. You were on eighty two. I got second 80. highest. Cheese uh, in nineties. If I captain Bruno, it was the difference. If I just had Bruno, if I captain Bruno, I would have I would have been clear. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Salah, not like it was a bad captain's. Hmm? I'm yeah. not having Bruno. Okay. <laughs> also, <laughs> things, I can't. Yeah, I was sad. I've got him in draft. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, yeah, I well knew. Enjoyed. I knew from. I knew from the jump that they both were always going to do well, and I think the problem. Yeah. The problem that everyone else kind of. Everyone kind of wants to not pick them because they're like they want that those extra points that those people who don't have them will never get. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but it's. I think it's so tough now because I think the league has got to a point where Salah's not dropping off. I think, you know, most people might have had to sacrifice one of them if Kane was guaranteed to stay at Tottenham because yeah. there's still flux yeah. with that. Like, essentially, I could go, well, I don't, I know who I think is going to do well striker wise. Like, because I think, I know, I think I had Antonio as well. So I think he's, he's got me some points. What, what was his points? Was he missed dependent. the penalty as well? Yeah, he still got. Yeah, I don't. I, I haven't checked. He's scored. Um, he's just did both. Sixty-two, not both. Yeah, I think yeah. his pen- penalty miss still counts as an assist, doesn't it? Because that's what I've read. Because they were. Like, no. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I hate when they do stupid shit like that. Might do because on the actual game they said he only had one, but on yeah. like Skybet and in FPL they said they he two. Said he had two. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think he's penalty counts as an assist. So I think he lost, what, you lose, what, is it three points for missing a penalty? Something like that. I don't even know, actually. Is it three or two? I don't know. Yeah. More than made up for anyway. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I'll catch you all up So I've got, so let's see. Yeah, he's got 13 points, so yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so he missed, yeah, so two points for missing a penalty, but he's got two assists. And he's got one goal, and he got the full bonus points as well. <laughs> and you I had him. Well. Yeah, I know. I did. I, to be fair, I could have done better. Like I'm looking at my defense. If I put regular on in, that's I'm up to 100 points. 
I hate it when yeah. that happens. But you were never going to play him, not against City. That's just no. what happens. But that's my only problem. But I knew, I just assumed, oh, you know, why not? We're, we're against a promoted team. This should be a soft one. But yeah, still, still <laughs> changes will happen. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see how it goes. Gee, I don't hear any moaning. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you've got like more than double my points. Okay. <laughs> no, I think, I think essentially this was, this was, this was probably the best week if you were one of those people that listen. Cause I'm not going to lie. I did listen to some of the FPL athletic people. I know, I know the like, people who do. I know, I know I, who do that. <laughs> Jesh is one for sure. Yeah, Jesh, I'm calling you out. <laughs> yeah, no, I, seen, <laughs> I think the only person that I, I essentially was always going to, I was always going to keep an Inks. I was always going to keep an Antonio and a Tony. I think yeah. Rafinha was the one and I, I had to drop because I was going to play Mount, but I dropped him and done a few things to get in Fernandez because I was always going to get a Salah as well. And I was just like, Salah yeah. against Norwich, that has to happen. So yeah, I think the goalkeepers yeah. I changed as well because I wanted to save a bit of money. Yeah, my keepers were literally but, the lowest I could get so I could get Fernandez and Salah in. Yeah. I, you had to, I had to get both of them in. It's not yeah. a good way. Or so, I have neither of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could... Look, that, a, but I think, I think essentially to not have yeah. one is silly. When you saw the games, you must have thought that but one of them is going to do really well. Salah, like, like I said, I got him in draft. So yeah. Opted for, for Mane over him. And he was the only one out of the, the big four for Liverpool who did nothing. So that's great. I, I expect at least a goal, yeah. at least an assist from, for, you know, against Norwich. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. One of the most. You know, I think people overrate him now. <laughs> Just because of that. <laughs> Just one game. Yeah, that, uh, I didn't get my points. Him. He is <laughs> not that good. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. With Fernandez, I was like, everyone's going to have him. I have the other guy, which was Sancho. Uh, what is his ownership rate? Let me check. Yeah, so Fernandez is owned by 54%. 54.8% of the whole fantasy football have him. And Salah is now owned by 54.6. So yeah, they're just they're they're both always gonna yeah, be yeah. there. Yeah. But it's just it's just funny to see. I'm just gonna see who's oh poor Rafinha, 17.7. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> that was that was so heartfelt. Yeah. <laughs> no, because Rafinha, I think I he's think, so. <laughs> he also didn't no. work out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but again, he, he's someone that I thought would at least score one. Uh, but yeah. Uh, uh, uh. I, yeah, and I yeah. thought, I, I genuinely thought Tony was going to score. The fact that he's the only striker that I had that didn't score, I'm like, yeah, this was a good week. <laughs> yeah. I have something to, to work for this year, apparently. Yeah. I'll catch you guys. But yeah, guys, I right. think we... Um, at the end, I think we 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 yeah. did we did our best to just keep it for <laughs> which is fine. That's I'm not mad at that. All right, cool, cool. But yeah, I guess um, I guess everyone, we will see you later. Mm-hmm. See, see you later. later. All right. <laughs>